Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hi, this is Jordan Moreno, and this is The Valley Now, your weekly feel-good hour where we lift each other up with the stories of good people doing good things in your neighborhood. Every week, we'll be talking with community leaders who have a unique passion for our thriving city and those that make the Valley such a special place to live. Get ready to be inspired by the work they're doing, whether it's mentoring our youth, providing a platform for those without one, or just driving those worthy charitable causes. Listen in on the conversations and join us in raising our community. This is our time to shine and this is The Valley Now. Welcome to The Valley Now, another episode and another amazing week in the Valley of the Sun. And today I am joined by Leslie McReynolds. She is the CEO of National Kidney Foundation of Arizona. And it's an organization that has been in operation for 60 years. We're celebrating 60 years this year. So that's a huge accomplishment. And thank you so much for joining me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, just start by giving us kind of the brief overview. And I was digging into the history of the organization a little bit. So maybe we should back up even more because I think <laughs> that it was fascinating how like it really just started as a, as a fundraising effort and has grown into who would have known, you know, 60 years later, it would be this. Yes, you're absolutely right. You know, I've been with the organization for 13 years, but there's so much that came before um, my work here that I I continue to learn about. Um, we started in Arizona uh, 60 years ago with one mission, and that was to fundraise enough money to get one patient through dialysis, um, and then one more, and then one more. So when federal funding came in and covered dialysis, um, our foundation still existed and sought the opportunity to help dialysis patients and kidney patients in other equally important ways, um, things like medication, dental assistance, rides to dialysis, and more. So throughout these last six decades, um, we've been really proud to be able to not just expand to all areas of Arizona, but expand in the way that we're able to help our kidney community. And what are some of those programs now, kind of your staple programs that you're, you're, you're bread and butter, if you will? Yeah, so um, really our, our root programs are going to forever be with us. Those are our direct emergency patient aid programs. Those are the ways in which kidney patients, especially those who are on dialysis, um, are, are maybe burdened in their everyday life. Um, unable to meet the needs of their new lifestyle, having to be on dialysis three to four times a week, 
you know, three to four hours a day, it can really have an impact on your health, on your energy, on your family, and on your livelihood. Um, If you're working a full-time job and that job is not the type of job that can be flexible with hours or maybe modify to part-time for you, um, individuals can find themselves suddenly in a situation where perhaps the breadwinner in their family um, doesn't have employment or you're having to adjust your budget. So things like expensive medications, rides to dialysis, um, even dental work can suddenly seem insurmountable. And that's where we like to step in as an agency of last resort, helping those patients with those needs. Um, the, The need that we honestly see the most is the need for rides to dialysis. Um, whether that's bus passes or taxi rides or even gas cards. Um, If an individual lives remotely and needs to drive up to 100 miles to their dialysis, um, that can really take an impact on your wallet, as we've all seen um, at the gas stations. So last year alone, we provided more than 80,000 rides to dialysis, um, which is so important because with your kidneys, you know, when you're losing function, you're losing the ability to get toxins out of your body. So mm-hmm. dialysis is is literally essential in that it's a machine that clears those toxins out for you. So even missing one treatment um, can really have a devastating impact on a patient. And we're proud to be able to offer those rides. A hundred miles. So patients are driving a hundred miles just to get to a facility. Are they that far and few between, or is it more that they're, the folks are in rural areas and the hospitals are, are the central place. Yeah. So in, in areas like Metro Phoenix and Tucson, um, dialysis centers are definitely um, greater in number and more accessible. It's really those rural areas of Arizona where there may not be one close to an individual's home. Okay. Okay. And give us like a, a quick kind of health, kidney health, uh, tutorial um, of just the importance of kidneys, because I think that it's uh, used rather lightly, I guess. Um, And when we're talking about being able to clear out the toxins in our body, I've been on this, this big non-toxic kick in my home and and (laughs) in and out of veganism. And so I'm especially interested in just like the function of being able to clear all of these things out of us because it's harder to find foods that are, you know, kind of those raw in nature foods than it is to find packaged food that is full of preservatives and all of this stuff. And so can you kind of speak to what a day in the life looks like for someone who is needing kidney assistance? Yes. And You know, you're right in that um, many individuals might be paying attention to the toxins that or chemicals, um, preservatives that we're putting into our bodies, trying to be more mindful of buying organic, um, using less toxins in our household cleaners, but maybe not giving as much thought to the organs in our body that are processing all of that. Um, So on a basic level, we have two kidneys about the size of your fist, or at least most are born with two. Um, They're in your lower back and um, they do most of the work to process those toxins from your body. And so what happens is that um, whether it is as a function of of your body, whether it's something that you've 
inherited like polycystic kidney disease, or perhaps um, kidney function has lessened due to diabetes or heart disease or other risk factors, over time, your kidneys inherit damage. And as they become more and more damaged for any number of those reasons, um, they filter less and less. And your body starts getting sicker and sicker because these toxins have nowhere to go. Um, that is where at a certain point, if your kidneys um, get low enough in function or in, in their GFR score, which I'll, I'll talk about in just a moment, um, that is where a physician will place you on dialysis so that you can get the help your body needs by having a machine process that for you. Mm -hmm. um, up until that point, it's so important to know our kidney health because there are things that you can do. So I mentioned GFR. Um, you know, we may know our cholesterol rate, our BMI, um, our blood pressure, but it's equally as important to know our GFR, and that's our glomerular, glomerular filtration rate. That is the rate at which our kidneys are processing those toxins out of our body. And it's a very simple task to find out your GFR. You can ask your physician. Um, and they'll take blood and they'll take urine and they'll come back with a score that tells you how well your kidneys are processing those toxins. And if you identify kidney disease early enough, you can make lifestyle changes like maybe um, may regulating that blood pressure a little bit better, um, avoiding salt, avoiding potassium, whatever your nephrologist recommends um, to avoid, to slow or avoid um moving into further stages of kidney disease. And I would say the trickiest part when I speak to others about kidney disease, about, um, about demonstrating the importance is that you don't necessarily see when someone has kidney damage. Mm -hmm. Many other chronic diseases that individuals may have, um, you can uh, witness the symptoms. But with kidney disease, they present as everyday ailments. So things like lower back pain or fatigue or swollen feet. And, you know, I have a three-year-old at home, so that's kind of every day for me. Right. I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think twice about any of those right. symptoms. Um, so you just kind of keep um, justifying the symptoms based off of your everyday life mm -hmm. until it's too late. Um, and, and that's why kidney disease can be called a silent killer and why it's so sneaky is that if we're not paying attention to our risk factors and we're not being proactive about our health, it can really sneak up on us. Yeah. Oh, that's so real. You're talking about like lower back pain. Like, yeah. Check. And like, check. <laughs> Maybe my skin's not as bright as it once was, but yeah, I'm being woken up in the middle of the night. Like, <laughs> What are some of those risk factors? High blood pressure and diabetes can be risk factors. Those are the two highest risk factors, truly. Um, Many kidney patients will um, end up having high blood pressure at some point because they are so interrelated. So if you do have high blood pressure or you do have diabetes, or if you have an immediate family member that has a history of either of those things, it's equally as important for you to be paying attention to your kidney health. Um, in fact, I know my mom has high blood pressure and at one point wasn't regulating it in the right way and ended up seeing her GFR score lowering, um, which is ironic. You know, I've been working for this foundation for a decade and having those conversations, but you just don't, there's so much to think about in everyday life and about your health. Um, also, if you're over the age of 65, um, often obesity 
can play a part. And then, um, you know, in Arizona, we are disproportionately affected by kidney disease because we have communities of color. So Native Americans, Hispanics, African-Americans um, also have a higher risk of kidney disease than others. So all of those groups and all of those risk factors, um, if that sounds familiar to you, then that's where it would be important to the next time you go into your physician, um, just ask if you can have that GFR score included with your lab run. Right. Cause it's not something that they would pull just in a regular checkup, correct? Something that you'd have to request, you know, depending on uh, what else you have going on in your life. Like if your physician knows you have high blood pressure, they may be keeping an eye on that for you. Um, but you know, sometimes if the score uh, is not as as low as may draw a red flag. It may not be something that's mentioned. So it's just important to keep an eye on how that number presents year over year. And talk to me about kidney donation. And this is fascinating for me. Just, just modern medicine is so fascinating to me. But talk about how it's saving lives and kind of what that process looks like um, if someone needed one or would be willing to give up a kidney or to donate that kidney. Um, what does that process look like? Yes, I get so excited and fascinated by living kidney donation too. Um, really, I mean, modern medicine and what we're able to do these days is so amazing, particularly with kidneys, because 85% of individuals who are on a wait list for a transplant are waiting for a kidney. And what's extra interesting about that is that it's one of the few organs we can donate while we're still alive. Yeah. So um, there's no cure for kidney disease at this time. There are treatments like dialysis and there are treatments like transplantation. Um, but really the quality of life for a kidney patient after transplant is so incredible. It's why we call it the gift of life. Their, their diet can change back to normal. They can go exercise. They aren't um, attached to a routine schedule of the treatments. They can go back to work full-time. It's just such a life changer, not just for the patient, but for the family. So we really try to advocate for individuals, number one, to sign up to be a kidney donor um, after death. And you can do that online through Donor Network, um, or you can do that at the MVD the next time you go in. But also to consider the gift of life through a living kidney transplantation. Um, these days, if an individual wants to give a kidney to a family member, a friend, a colleague, or even a stranger, which we would call an altruistic donation, you don't even necessarily need to be the perfect blood type. Um, there are other qualifiers that can make you a great match for an individual who desperately needs a kidney. And what's very exciting and interesting is over recent years, um, there have been a great number of paired donations, even cross country. So when I say paired donations, what that would mean is if you need a kidney and I'm willing to give you one, but we are not a match and your neighbor needs a kidney and his sister is willing to give him one, but she is not a match for him, but she's a match for you and I'm a match for him the hospital system can coordinate that in that you'll still get a kidney because you found someone willing to give one. And there have been pair donations of multiple pairs across the country in recent years. Um, and, and that's what's so exciting is that all it takes is, well, not all it takes, I don't want to um, diminish how difficult it may be to ask someone to give their kidney. But what it takes now is not necessarily finding the perfect match, but finding someone 
healthy and willing to um, give the gift of life in that way. Right. And interesting how like this, this digital age can be so beneficial of just knowing that there's someone that blows my mind that just knowing that there's someone that is willing to give a kidney, even if it's not an exact match for you, there's kind of a a database, I guess would be the right word for that, that you could pair up. It's almost like a, like a dating profile. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, you're so right. It, It literally is a database with all the qualifiers. You're right. And, you know, there's a database of individuals patiently waiting sometimes for years for a kidney. Um, So the more individuals that we can reach with the message of kidney transplantation, um, the quicker that they can get off that wait list and the sooner that they can have that quality of life back. How else have you kind of seen, because you've been there for 13 years total, correct, Mm -hmm. with the organization. How else have you seen either the needs change or, or the patients change in the way that your organization is helping to step up and fill those gaps? Oh, that's a great question that we ask ourselves every year, honestly, because needs do change, Mm -hmm. Um, especially during the pandemic. It was very different for our kidney patients. You know, it felt like the whole world shut down. And yet for these kidney patients, they still needed to get to dialysis. They needed to go in public on the buses and maybe we're afraid to do that. Um, So we were stepping in in different ways, like getting them taxi rides instead of a bus ride. Um, Or perhaps, you know, if if they did get COVID, um, they would need to find transportation to a dialysis center in a different area of Phoenix, which may not have been as convenient, figuring out the transportation necessary for that. So um, I think the most, that would definitely be the most recent example is during those two years, adjusting and being flexible to their needs and to the logistics that presented themselves. Um, It was tough enough for all of us to get used to working from home on the couch and maybe ordering our groceries. Um, For them, it just presented a whole new world of of complicated issues. So um, each year, our medical advisory board, our board of directors, our staff, and our volunteers try to have conversations about what needs we may not be fulfilling um, and what areas that we can try to step up for them. That's awesome. And so how big is your board or how many folks are involved in either some of those advisories or or in the day-to-day? Oh, sure. Right now our board is 18 uh, volunteers and um, they're, they're amazing. They come from all different industries, um, health, both healthcare and legal and business owners um, and community supporters with their own personal kidney story. And how did you first become involved? Do you have a kidney story that you'd be willing to share or did you just have a heart for it? You know, I actually came from um, the marketing agency world. I loved communication. I loved storytelling um, and I loved doing that on behalf of others. And um, I just found myself drawn to our nonprofit clients more than anything else. So when I saw an opportunity here at the foundation um, to assist in marketing and communications, um, I was very attracted. I didn't have a personal kidney tie at the time. I just desired to be of service, but I'll tell you, it it does not take long at all to be involved in our Arizona kidney community and immediately hear stories that are compelling and moving um, 
sad or celebratory and start carrying those with you in your heart in all of the work that you do. Right. I feel that I am from the marketing world and still very much involved in marketing and media, clearly, um, <laughs> but, but nonprofit and working for a nonprofit or being involved with the local nonprofits just gives such a different experience to going into work. Like you're really working for something greater than yourself. You feel like you're kind of taking strides towards something that's bigger than just a paycheck. And that's such a different feeling. So I understand why you would stay. Yes. No, you're so right. You know, long days are always going to be long days, no matter where you work. Um, But going home and knowing that that exhaustion served a greater good and, you know, maybe it was that last minute rent assistance that you got through, or maybe um, it was information for someone's mom that day. Uh, Yeah, it really does uh, resonate differently. Can you share a story of a client or someone that you'd worked with or heard about in your time there that really you you saw the light bulb go off for them and it was so life-changing of something that kind of sticks with you and keeps you going every day? Oh, sure. Actually, I mean, two even recent stories just in this last month come to mind. Um, one is with our direct emergency aid. We had a couple um, who who both have kidney disease and both individuals, once they had to go on dialysis, uh, faced hardship. They neither could keep their full-time job. And so when the second finally was let go from her job, um, they were having a difficult time paying rent and were going to be evicted. And we were able to step in last minute and help keep them in their home as their social worker helped them to maybe find more flexible work or more part-time work to help support that. And I mean, we have struggles every day that might be frustrating to us, but the reality of literally losing your home because you're sick um, is just so incredible. And to be able to step in and help them last minute in that way. It, it's just a really humbling experience. And I feel so grateful to be part of it. And I guess on the other side of that story, uh, we recently had a path to wellness screening. That's our free community health screening, where we go into areas of Arizona that may be underserved or at higher risk due to those risk factors we discussed. Um, And we offer a completely free health screening where an individual in 45 minutes can have all of their labs processed and have a free consultation with a physician on site. Um, And I had the pleasure of speaking with someone who had just heard about us through a flyer, um, saw that the screening was coming up and just on a whim decided to come in. And it turned out that she had kidney disease and had no idea because of all of those quiet symptoms. and, you know, we we do these screenings and sometimes we screen 50 and sometimes we screen 100. But for us, even just identifying that one individual that can now take steps in her life to have um, better health is makes it all worth it. Absolutely. And what else is on the horizon for you for this year? I, it's crazy that we're already a quarter through the year. I yes. still feel like it's January and I'm like, what's in, in tap for 2023? But do you have any big projects coming up or anything that we can keep an eye out for? We do. Well, this fall we'll really be um, rolling out the 
the orange carpet um, for some of our 60th <laughs> anniversary celebrations. So um, we'll certainly be posting some of those exciting celebrations on our website. More immediately, we have a kidney walk coming up on April 16th. Um, we always hold it on Sundays because that's the day that dialysis centers are closed. So we want to make sure that all patients and family members and community supporters and industry supporters can be there. Um, that That is really the biggest event coming up. For us, we are taking over Salt River Fields. So for those familiar with the spring training facility, we get the ballpark to ourselves, which is a cool experience. Um, and it's completely free to walk, completely free to create a team. Um, we would love for you to fundraise and support our cause. But more than that, we would love for you to just come and feel the presence of all of these um, families and friends and colleagues that get to um, share their experiences that day, walk around the concourse. Um, there will be a fun vendor village there and kids activities. And for us here at the foundation, um, it's really a unique and special day for us because it's the day that we get to um, meet the patients that we help. Yeah. How frequent, how many patients do you have? I feel like that is it would be tricky. Like you say, you don't oftentimes get to meet them and, and touch them and talk with them face to face. Do you have any of those quick numbers? Yes. Well, our awards last year helped more than 1500 kidney patients. Um, but there obviously are many more throughout the state of Arizona, some, some who may not need our assistance right now. Um, in Arizona, there's more than 800,000 individuals with kidney disease uh, the tricky part that you speak to is that about 90% of them don't know that they have it. And that's because of those silent symptoms. So our goal is to reach any kidney patient who might need our direct emergency patient aid, but also reach the individuals who don't yet know they have it and help them um, acquire the resources and the healthcare and the knowledge that they need to be proactive about their health. Yeah, that preventative piece of it, I feel like is is huge, according to the stats. But even for myself, I'm like, well, maybe next time I'm in the doctor, I should ask and I should, <laughs> should run through those things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so much you're thinking about when you're in a physician's office, I completely understand that, um, that kidneys may not be front of our mind until maybe someone um, brings them up. So I think my hope is that it will become a more regular part of conversations, especially in families who have that history of diabetes or high blood pressure, um, and that it becomes part of what we're thinking of when we go to the doctor each year. Right. And if someone's listening and feeling inspired to kind of take actions into their own hands or didn't know that you were a resource in the community, how would someone reach out to receive assistance from you? And kind of what does that process look like? To find general information about the foundation or see what events are coming up um, or to learn more about living kidney donation, um, anyone can visit our website at azkidney.org. Our office contact information is there as well. If a patient is seeking direct emergency aid, they'll want to talk to their social worker, uh, whether that's at the transplant center or dialysis center, and the social worker has the application information to help uh, move that process along. Okay. And if someone wants to support, how can we help and support further this mission? We appreciate support in, in several ways. Of course, 
giving a gift or a donation um, means the world to us. Every single dollar really stretches more than 83 cents of every dollar donated to the foundation goes directly into our mission and programs. But, you know, in addition to that, what's meaningful to us is just sharing the importance of early intervention, sharing the importance of knowing kidney health and getting that family member or friend or colleague aware of their kidney health. Yeah. And share those social media handles for us too. Yes. You can find us at, at NKF Arizona and we're on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter. Um, so you can definitely find a lot of educational information on there, but also some of the fun things that we're up to and we'd love for you to join. Amazing. Leslie McReynolds, thank you so much for joining me today and and best of luck with this amazing mission. Thank you so much, Jordan. It was my pleasure. All right. I want to give a very special thank you to my guests today. And I want to thank you for being a part of the program and making our community an amazing place, not just to live and to work, but most importantly, to play. You can hear The Valley now on the radio with audio on demand on radio station websites and the Odyssey app. My name is Jordan Moreno. Shine your light, share your love, and join us again next week right here on The Valley Now. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.